Welcome to the MLMSuccess.com podcast, the show designed to return the network marketing industry to its roots of personal growth, leadership development, and wisdom of the ages success principles. We share with you real success stories from real people that we hope will inspire and encourage you personally and help you progress forward in your business and your life. We believe if you build people, people will build the business. Now here is your host who has been called the number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert. I know many of you have been waiting a week for part two of the five core steps to building a duplicating network marketing team. So let's not delay. Let's get into it right now. So here's the top five insights of people who enter the network marketing industry that most people will never grasp. They never get this. They might be able to quote some of it, but they don't understand it. They've never experienced it. Number one, at its core, network marketing, I want you to hear this, must be about developing leaders. All of us have the same product. The real product is people. But here's what you need to understand. When people are growing, when they're growing as human beings, they hang around. Did you hear what I just said? Comp plans don't keep them in the in the program. Comp, plan, comp plans won't. Products will keep them, the right products will keep them consuming products, but it's not going to keep them trying to share the opportunity. When they are growing as human beings, when they're experiencing personal growth, they hang out, they stay, they move forward. And I don't care, we're not just talking about network marketing, guys, we're talking about building any kind of team. I don't care if you're building a church, if you're building some kind of ministry, if you're building a nonprofit organization, and the list goes on and on and on. Leadership is leadership. Most network marketing quote-unquote leaders, hear this, this is important, they do it with the credibility, the skill sets, and the mindsets, not that they develop but that they enter the industry with. They come in with that. And those people can sponsor a lot of people, but they can never duplicate long-term, long-term. The more successful you are when you enter the industry, the weaker your team will be because personality, work ethic, Skill sets, credibility is not duplicatable. Systems duplicate. Look at a McDonald's. The French fryer is always on the left. I talked about this, this in the confessions, guys. This has been my battle cry for a long, long time. Truth is truth. And it's like, you know, the Internet's run its course, all the traction marketing junk all the affiliate programs that people bought into 
you know, with all these people convincing them to give us the $30 a month instead of your company's product, brand yourself, go on YouTube, make a video acting like you're something you're not, calling yourself an MLM consultant so you can, quote, unquote, attract people. That's all run its course. Okay, you, you get, I mean, it's all run its course. It, 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 it has. So now where does the industry go? Number two, it's not about a system. It's about systems, plural. There are multiple systems required to develop leaders in network marketing. Multiple systems. When, when the small amount of people start understanding they have to have a system, most people relate systems only to recruiting people. There's much more to this business than recruiting people. You got to get them in, but you got to keep them in and you got to help them move forward. That requires developing skill sets, mindsets. If you've never developed, if you've never had to develop new skill sets and mindsets, you don't understand that process. Three percenters don't get it. Three percenters think they know what they're talking about because they can. They can quote Zig Ziglar, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. But what most three percenters have learned, they've learned through osmosis. They've learned from just hanging out. Okay, they have not learned from practical implementation and development of other people. They've just learned from hanging out and throwing a lot of mud on the wall. So there's multiple systems. You have to have a system for starting people off correctly. What is the system? When people join your team, how do you get them started word for word, step by step, concept by concept, idea by idea? You have to have systems for creating leads. We used to call it prospecting, but you have to have multiple lead generation systems. It doesn't matter if you create a lead online or offline. A lead is a lead is a lead. We're all looking for the right people at the right time in their life. You have to have customer acquisition systems, ways to create new customers who have no interest in the business necessarily. They just want to consume your product or your service. And part of this system needs to be a follow-up system. It's what we've always taught as being retail to recruit because your best business people, business builders, many times are going to come as satisfactory product users first follow-up is more important than the initial con con, con uh, initial contact everybody will tell you that the best lead that you can get again i don't think network marketing has anything to do with sales i'm going to say that again i don't think it has anything to do with sales it's about developing leaders it's about teaching i'm not saying that sales skills aren't valuable they are valuable and I went through a phase when I thought it was about closing people in the business in my first three years. I bought Zig Ziglar's secret to closing the sale until I realized I can close them all day long. But if they're going to go home with their distributor kit under the couch and never do anything, all I've done is wasted my time. It's not about closing. But from a sales standpoint, any sales book you ever read will tell you a referral is the best customer you can create. So if we're 
getting products into the marketplace and creating a customer base, which we need to be doing so we can retail to recruit, then a referral from that customer is going to be the best lead you can get, and you should have a system that teaches that. Then you have to have retention systems. I did honestly I didn't understand this till about 1993. But you also need weekly accountability systems. We call it company reports. You need opportunity overviews, formats. I could go on and on and on. You need to learn to teach your people how to give a daggone testimony. When they get in front of the room, when you do have your couple events a year and somebody comes on stage and give their testimony, we taught people specifically exactly how to do it so they didn't get on stage and babble like idiots. Not that they're idiots, not that they're bad people, but nobody's ever taught them. <coughs> this has been a pet peeve of mine for years. It was way back when. Way back, way back. I promise you, when we went to a regional event, in my company with my team and my people that had the opportunity to get on stage and give their testimony, you could pick them out from all the rest of them because they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew how to do it. They knew how to say it, make their point, and shut up. When I see people go up there and they're just babbling away, I think, who in the world is their upline? Because your team is a reflection or lack thereof of your leadership. Man, I'm getting on tangents tonight. I apologize. But man, this stuff just it's just like it's it's we have something, we got the greatest opportunity in the history of the world to create time and cash. And we've totally neglected every solid business building, personal development principle that has ever been taught. And again, I might be exaggerating a little bit, but unfortunately, it's not much. You never want to be the Elvis of your team. A lot of people get in a mode where greed and ego is what's the only thing that's really driving them. I will say this. I'll even, say, I'll even expand upon this. I know people are going to not like me for saying this, and it's certainly not every everybody. It's certainly not. It it's not. But but there's there are a few groups of quote unquote teachers, trainers, leaders. They don't need to be followed. Following does not satisfy their ego. There are people in this industry that have a worship complex and my opinion about that is it traces back a lot of it to bill gould and equinox and somebody said i don't even know what you're talking about just be aware guys just be aware if you're if you've been in the industry two years i'm telling you there's a major trap and you got to be aware of it Greed and ego are the only things that can destroy a pop properly built team, period, in the story. If you look at most of the companies that had some momentum, 
and they aren't even around today. And you look at the backstory, what happened? 90% of the time, it was greed or ego related. I believe, and I wish I'd learned this many, many, many years earlier, that it's just as important to get rid of the wrong people as it is to keep the right people. See, I'm on this webinar tonight. I, I know how many people registered. We had a great, great response. A lot of people registered. I'm on this webinar tonight. Tonight, I have no many. I have no idea how many people are listening to me. I. It doesn't matter to me. You, you see what I'm saying? It just doesn't matter. I don't care how many people are listening, because the right ones will be, and the wrong ones. <laughs> they they got off. They got off a long time ago. See, I get that. I understand that. That's why you need to approach your business. Get rid of the wrong people. It's okay to tell people, you know what, you ought to quit. It's, that is perfectly okay. Weak people, uh, 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 people that can, can, that have to constantly be griping, complaining, and blaming will pull down your team when they're around. Zig Ziglar taught me this. He said, you ever met a person that the whole room brightens when they leave? The room brightens when they leave the room. Those people are no valuable, are not valuable to your team. They're a detriment. People that ego so big, you know, uh, that, you know, they can't even get their head in the door. People that are so closed-minded, they can see through a keyhole with both eyes. All these type of people, run them off. Get rid of them. You don't need them. You don't want them. Let them join another company. Okay, you aren't going to build. You aren't going to build your team to your potential if you're catering to these type of people. Give everybody a chance. But some people are bound and determined to go the rest of their life with their thumbs stuck in their mouth. They just are. If they didn't, if they couldn't gripe, complain, and try to get somebody to feel far, far, sorry for them, they wouldn't know how to how to function on a day to day basis. The same amount of time. The the thing that really uh, I started to understand in those first 7,500 hours in Shackley, there was a position called a key coordinator. It wasn't the top position, but it was the next to the top position. You had to have nine people at what was called the supervisor level. And what I was amazed with. And not and that this is pretty much in, in, in Amway, Mary Kay, Herbalife as well, same type of comp plan. Is how can somebody be a key coordinator, have nine frontline leaders, quote unquote, and have two hundred leaders on their team and somebody else be the same key coordinator, nine frontline leaders, and thirteen on their total team. If you have thirteen, you're not duplicating. If you have 13, you're the Elvis of your company. If you have 200, then you're teaching unified duplicatable systems. I hope that makes sense, guys, because I promise you, I promise you that most people have never even considered it, what I just said there. They've never even considered it. They've never even thought about it. It's all about being Elvis. Give me a call if you need any three ways done. And new people don't even know what a three-way is. I'm here to help you any way I possibly can. I'm a really good Elvis. It's it's just unbelievable. It's just it, it really is. Number four, you must provide proper direction. Leadership. 
your direction must create a culture of accountability and personal responsibility. You have to hold people accountable. People don't want to do that because they're afraid they'll jump off the $40 auto ship next month if we try to make them accountable. This is a very important concept. That which is tracked can be improved. That's why any of you that have ever been involved in any of our teams over the years, and again, we've only been involved in three companies, but we've always taught company report. Company report. Some of you know that. Some of you know what that is. And I, I remember one, one leader say, I don't like, why should I give the company a report of what I'm doing? It's none of the company's business. It's your company, moron. It's your company report. You're in business for yourself. We're not talking about your network marketing company. Just get out of here. It's, it's like, are you kidding me? Why should I give the company my report? It's none of their business what I'm doing every day. It's like, are you kidding me? You've got to be kidding me. And I wouldn't have had such a reaction except it was like, okay, I've had a, I've had about three or four hours of this. I don't want to have three or four more hours of this. Weekly accountability is crucial when it comes to team building. Have definite closure with people that are not willing to throw the ball back to you. And again, I don't have time to get into all that tonight. You know what I'm talking about. Most leaders are stuck in a support mode with their team. It's like they're good people. They really are. They want to help people. They really, really do. They really want to help people. And they will tell them, if I can help you in any way, you just let me know. And they really mean it. Okay, I see that all over the industry. Okay, and it's not that they're bad people. And I'm not, I'm not meaning to uh, demean them in Anyway, my gracious, if they've gotten to a position uh, in, in, a, in any comp plan, that means they've worked hard. You know, they've made the effort, but it's like they're they're performing and they're maximizing what they have the potential to do. If they have the work ethic to get off the couch, that's the hardest part. That's where the start stops most people. And it breaks my heart to see people that are really willing to work and grind it out and have never really been taught how to develop a team. They don't understand the difference between directing, coaching, supporting, and getting people to appoint a delegation. They don't understand that concept. That should have been internalized years ago. They should have that. They should know that just like spelling their own name because it's fundamentally the foundation of developing teams and, and developing leaders. And if you're in this industry, you don't want to go around trying to support people. That's not the way to bring them down the road. There's a time and place for that, but it's definitely not the day they join. It's not. And somehow we think just because they've been around the industry 15 years, then they should know how to do everything. No, here's what they're going to do. They're going to call the same 25 people they called the last seven deals they've been in. And after they've called those 25 people, they don't have a clue what to do from that standpoint on. Man, it's aggravating. It's aggravating. 
it's just it's heartbreaking. You know, the 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 America's in an entrepreneurial um, breakout right now, like it's never been. Network marketing should be at the top of that. There's an entrepreneurial spirit, I think, in the world, like there's never been before. Right now, it's like, man, entrepreneurism is hot, and we should be leading the way as an industry. And it's like, oh, it's just another deal. Oh, you're doing one of those things, and we've brought all that on ourselves. We have. A lot of people, a lot of good people, good people, people of leadership titles in this industry never have what I call the leadership development paradigm shift. I understood early that it was never going to be about what Dale could do. Now, in the beginning, I was like everybody else. I had to focus on myself, my own time management, my own self-talk, my attitude, my work ethic. I had to focus on how to generate leads. and ma- But see, it's like get on it, stay on it, master it, then go to the next thing. Get on it, stay on it, master it, then go to the next thing. And what people, most people do is they're trying to learn. It's, what is the old saying? You know, you're uh, uh, jack of all trades and master of none. And the leadership development paradigm shift, what that means is, guys, I understood from the beginning that anything that I teach it systematically as part of our systems has to be able to be done by the 27 percenter. If the 27 percenter, if that average, honest, hardworking person cannot implement it with a little, with some effort and some time, if they don't have a, the opportunity to implement it, then I'm not teaching it. I don't worry about 70 percent of the population because they're going to die broke no matter what we do. Three percenters have all the answers. Uh, they, they, they're going to, they just, you know, they're going to do what they do. But I understood early on, if I can learn how to develop the 27 percenters that join my team, if I can take good average people that are willing to work, get off the couch, willing to start, if I can take those people and help them develop their leadership abilities, I'll be a superstar. And that's what I really, that's what, that was my focus really from the beginning. Because I knew there was a lot more of those people out there. Yes, I could throw, if I went through enough people, maybe I could find a few three percenters. And I have over my career, and I've worked with a lot of them. Uh, but that's not where the majority of people are. A lot of three percenters think that they're going to take 70 percenters and send them to eagle training and uh, you know make them an eagle. And it does not happen. When good people follow, when when good people have to be the Elvis of their business, and they allow their ego and and what I call position power because they have a title. Not they don't have people power; they have a position power. And when they allow their position power to discourage people from learning from others, uh, I have a major, major, major problem with that. 
listen, there's a lot of three percenters I've met over the years. They understand that they just work their rear end off. They talk to a lot of people. They're very thankful to be at the position they're in, but they're also smart enough to understand that there's no way in the world that they're ever going to be able to teach people to do what they did because really they just worked hard. They had a lot of God-given talent, skills, and abilities, and they just went out there and worked hard and made it happen. And when those people contact me and they say, Dale, look, I understand that you get my team and what they're thinking and what they need, and I love these people, and I want to help these people grow and learn and develop, and I need, I need your help to help me put, these, put those systems together. I respect those people more than any people on this planet in this industry because they're able to put – they don't have to be the Elvis of their own company. A lot of people want to be the Elvis, and they don't – they discourage people from learning from those that have already done it, and that's really discouraging to me as well. You have to have the leadership development paradigm shift, even if you know that you did not develop and get to where you where you got to systematically based upon systems. If you, you did it based upon personality and drive and work ethic, which, again, I believe at this point today in my life and my career – and I never would have, I never really got, that's the majority of people in network marketing today. That's the majority of people in network marketing today that are considered leaders. It's full of Elvis leaders because the systematic leaders, many of them, and I, I, I really even hate to say this, but it's true. They went on to they went they they went on they got their training here and they went on to do bigger and better and greater things outside of this industry for the same reason that I kind of gave up the ghost 15 years ago. Even though I've been staying very actively involved and supportive of people, uh, because honestly the industry wouldn't let me get totally away from it. Uh, it's kind of sad, guys. I don't even have any idea what time it is, and I don't care if you're still on here. You're hearing me. If you got to get off and go to bed because you got to work tomorrow, I understand. I'm sorry about it. I'm not going to rush it. After 34 years in this industry, I realized that that a lot of these people that I can – I thought were evil were normal <laughs> a lot of people I thought were evil were normal not to say that there's not scumbags in the industry there's definitely scumbags in the industry but most don't hang around very long you know how many scumbags have we seen come and go you know uh, especially you know the attraction marketing gurus and I would love to just talk about that in major detail you know the guy that started he's probably a good guy i really don't know i'd love to sit down and talk to him sometime and have coffee with him but the guy that started the whole traction marketing bs as far as i'm concerned i think he was probably sincere when he started it but he's not he hadn't been around the industry in years he made his money telling people hey you know and i and, and again i'm not 
not detrimental, you know, but, you know, telling people, hey, you know, telling people what they wanted to hear. And I understand. See, I think I think that whole generation, it's my generation's fault because we got away from the fundamental principles of this business and and because it got so competitive. And again, I, I, I could, man, I just, it's just unbelievable. But I realize I can't hold somebody accountable for that, which they never, which they did not know. It's like, Dale, my gracious, how many people the first three years in this injury got to listen to 7,500 hours of wisdom of the ages, principles and concepts and ideas. Most people don't. Now, if the shoe fits, wear it. If you're a scumbag, you're a scumbag. You are. Uh, but if you're not, you know, there's a lot of good people that it, it's not that they're scumbags. It just that, you know, they weren't given the opportunity that I was given. And I understand that much more now than I ever did. You know, throughout when I was building, I just discouraged people to join me because they like me. I said, don't like me. Don't join because you like me because you know me, like me and trust me. That's good criteria for choosing an insurance agent. That's good criteria for choosing a dry cleaner. Doing business with those you know, like, and trust is a really good criteria for dry cleaners. Okay. If you're going to do business in network market, you should do business. I want people to join me because of my track record of developing leaders because of a proven track record. You know, that if they got involved with me and they were willing to get off the couch and take action and stay patient and stay focused on learning one concept principle that I t- method at a time that over time I could take them where they wanted to go in a way where they could turn around and teach other people and duplicate. That's all I wanted people to understand. And again, I understand at this point that at that, when I was building, I was creating a lot of controversy and quite frankly, I didn't understand it. You know, it's like, why wouldn't you tell somebody that can't keep their thumb out of their mouth that they ought to quit so they don't so that they don't pull down everybody else on your team? See, I didn't understand a lot of what I taught. People thought I was crazy and and a lot still do. And I'm okay with that. You know, but it's like, why so much controversy? So anyway, guys, you know. Everything that I did in the beginning when we were building, it was all for our team. And probably in about 1999, uh, there was a bunch of gurus that were having something called the MLM Cruise, and it's not the one you guys are thinking about. It's not Big Al's. had nothing to do with him. It was before that. And they were having an MLM Cruise, and they invited me to come and speak. And it's like, I don't even know who these people are. Why would they want me to come and speak? I don't even know who they are. I get their magazine. But that was about it. And it was me and a lot of other people that if I told you their name, you would know who they are. And if I told you their name, you would think I'm throwing them under the bus. And really, I would be because that's honestly what I think. But there's no need for you to know who they are at this point. There's no value to you. But it was the MLM cruise. There's some of you listening to me tonight. You were on that cruise with me. 1998, 99, 1998, 99. 
So I was one of the speakers. So I promoted the cruise. We got there. This is no exaggeration. There was 130-something people on that cruise. All the gurus, the people I, you know, for the most part at the time respected greatly, all the gurus, you know, were supposed to, hey, let people know on their teams that there's a network marketing cruise going on. There was 130 people on the cruise. Over 100 of them were from my organization. And I thought, what is going on? Where are all these guys' people? Are you kidding me? So I'm just trying to put all this in context, guys. I go on the cruise. All the, Most of the people there are on my team. Okay, I did a training called How to Sack Distributors. Sponsor them, activate them, and keep them. And one of the speakers who a few months later I saw on a satellite showcase telling a bunch of people at a conference that he was going to show them how to triple their month, triple their income in the next 90 days. And the whole crowd goes wild believing that BS. You know, I'm going to show you how to triple your income in the next 90 days. And then everybody, yay! It's like, are you kidding me? But on that cruise, this guy tells me, he says, Dale, what you did today, that sponsor activate keep, he said, that's the best training I've ever heard in, 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 in network marketing. He said, but nobody could ever learn how to do that. And I looked at him straight in the eye and I said, I have thousands of people in my group that already are. So this anyway, guys, from that. This audio program came out from a guy that I really do respect who has since retired from the industry. But he contacted me. He said, Dale, I want to I want to feature you in an audio program. I said, that's fine. He said, uh, I'm going to put you in there. And, and guys, this was like the thrill of my career at this point. I was in there with Jim Rohn. I was on there with Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn was in the same audio program that I was on. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. I cannot believe this. I mean, this not happened to me. And then on the back of, the, of this uh, case here, my wife took this picture today so I could show you guys this case here that I was on because I couldn't find. But on the back of this, here's what he said about me. Now, understand, at this point, the only generic training of any kind I had ever put in the industry was the Confessions of a Network Marketing Millionaire, where I taught six principles, building in depth, spinning plates, all that you know stuff that most people had never seen before. But again, it was at, it was on this that we let the cat out of the bag, and most people never saw the cat. But this is what he said about me. Dell Calvert typically charges $500 for hour for consulting, and people gladly pay it. That was true. Why? Because what Dell does and teaches has enabled dozens of people to reach millionaire status while building their network marketing business. Dell not only Dell is known not to candy coat things. In fact, Dell is one of the most controversial individuals in our industry simply because 
He speaks his mind. This almost broke my heart, honestly, at the time. I'm not the most controversial. In, people don't even know who I am. Why would you call me one of the most controversial individuals in our industry? I don't understand that. He's built an organization in excess of 60,000 distributors, has done over $100 million in wholesale sales, has become a multimillionaire as a result of the industry. In this tape, they will share with you how to sack, sponsor, act, activate, keep distributors. So it was like, man, I'm on this thing with Jim Rohn, and he's calling me the most controversial individual in our industry or one of the most and that's like i tell the truth man why would the, and, and again i don't I, I i don't hold any grudges at all i respect this guy. he's he's this guy that put produces set it spent the night at my house it's jerry clark that you know many of you know jerry's an awesome guy okay he's he's come through town stayed at my house i had no but it, and i never even said this with him because I eventually got over it. Uh, but I just said that to say this. If if people, you know, I think that as, as leaders, we have to start calling people out individually. And if we need to run over them with the bus, run over them with the bus, run over them two or three times and kill them out, out of their industry, not literally, but put them out of their misery. We have to start calling each other out. Call me out. I will debate anything that I ever say at any time. And I just want to share this with you guys. This is the Seven Lies book that I talked about. Okay, this this guy, I don't know who Ben Newcomb is. Probably a lot of you do. He's the chief executive officer of Verve Resolution Marketing Social Media Education. Good for you, Ben. I have no idea who you are. But some for some reason, I wish I had the date. Uh, April 25th, he he felt the need to come on my website promoting this book and make blanket statements that absolutely anybody who read the book know would know are not true. Make blanket statements about you know trying to get the old school new school war, which is again BS created by it's just BS. Truth is truth, right's wrong. Leadership development's leadership development. There ain't no poo-poo dust. You know, nobody that I know of, I ever taught taught anybody how to chase and twist people's arms to get them to join them on their team. As a matter of fact, those of you that know me know I've always taught just the opposite of that. That you don't want most of the people you're trying to recruit. So I never you know, I don't I don't pay any attention to this stuff. I put it out. I don't I don't pay any attention to it. So he put this out April 1st, April, May, June, July, August. Five months later, I see it. Old school network marketing, blah, blah, blah. So I reply to this guy. And it's like, you know, don't come on my website talking about stuff that you know nothing about what you're talking about. Just don't do it. And. And I've always felt that way. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not politically correct, you know. But when what's that saying about when good men do nothing, uh, madness breaks out, something like that? You all have heard that? We cannot let people to continue to do that, which they shouldn't be doing in this industry, as an industry. 
So anyway, he responded. I responded. I said, look, I don't want to waste all this time going back and forth with you on this site because it does nobody any good. But if you'd like to get on the phone and and we can talk about this, I'll be happy to talk with you about it as long as we we record it so I can make it available to whoever might want to hear it. And I have not heard back from him at this point. Winning is something. Winning is not a sometime thing. Doing this business right is not a sometime thing. Learning it systematically, step by step, concept by concept, is the only way that most people will ever be able to do it. It's an all-the-time thing. You don't win once in a while. You don't do the right thing once in a while. You do them right all the time. Winning's a habit, unfortunately, so is losing. And that's from Vince Lombardi. So we have a lot of people, the following people from deal to deal, expecting to lose every time they make the jump. They have a little bit of hope for a few days, and then when they understand that the comp plan, marketing plan, leaders that they've been following is not going to help them get where they want to go, then they get stagnant. They become a social club member. Uh, they get their ego stroked when they go on the conference calls and the webinars, and they hang around into some other person they know jumps into the next hottest deal, and the process happens all over again, and that's what we've become in the last 15 years. Vince Lombardi, when he got his Green Bay Packers together every year after they kicked rear end and took names in the Super Bowl the previous year, he would say, gentlemen, this is a football. They just won the they just won the Super Bowl. And he every year, gentlemen, this is a football. This is the basics. This is how you do it. It's not, you know, Vince Lombardi's philosophy is real simple. Learn five, six, seven plays and learn them and run them better than anybody else can play it, and you'll dominate the National Football League. That was his philosophy. They're going to run right up the middle, and you aren't going. we're going to take it right up the middle, and you're not going to be able to stop us. We're not, we're not going to have whipsy-doozy, wiggle, you know, all these, you know, trick plays, all this stuff. We're just going to run the basics, and we're going to run it right straight down your throat. And that's what he did. And he got his team focused on the basics every single year. They focused on it. They were better at it than anybody else. Man, what we can learn from that. So, ladies and gentlemen, these are the five core steps to building a duplicable network marketing team. The first four came to me in 1983. This is how you do it, period. No, you can go out there and make money, but if you want to build long-term Leadership. If you want to build leaders, and it doesn't matter if we're talking about network marketing or any other, any other team, this is the process. Core principle number one, you have to systematically help your team members identify their why. Until you know why, the how doesn't matter. We teach, we've taught for years, the 20 reasons sheet, your top three reasons. You can get a copy of that at mlmhelp.com forward slash reasons. This did not come from me. It came from Earl Nightingale in 1960, the year I was born. 
is when Earl Nightingale came out with the strangest secret. It's on YouTube. If you've never seen it, you should not just go watch it. You should memorize it. You should memorize it. This is in our office. You see the LP, the actual record hanging on our office wall. That's Earl Nightingale, The Strangest Secret. Because it is wisdom of the ages, it made a tremendous impact for me. Anybody that's ever heard any training I've ever done in the last 30 plus years, I've always said before they talk to their mama, before they do anything, the first thing they have to do is figure out why they're doing the business because until they know why, the how doesn't matter. I saw this September 4th, which was this week on Facebook. Some of you may know Shannon. Shannon started in our organization. I think he was 18 or 19 years old. He's probably, I don't know, close to, I hope he is, close to 40 now maybe. Uh, he's probably close to 40, late 30s. Uh, been around the network marketing industry for years. Uh, I saw that. I saw this this week on Facebook. This week. And I promise you, Shannon knew when he got started, he knew 20 reasons, top three. Then the next level of that is something we've talked for years called a goal board. We don't teach that to the masses because the masses won't take the time to complete their 20 reasons. So why should we even talk about the next level of anything? Go board. Shannon understands it. A lot of you that have been with us for years understand it. Those of you who've been in Am were in Amway, I learned it from Amway. Probably Rich DeVos. I don't remember who taught it, but it made sense fundamentally, psychologically, that our mind thinks in pictures. So you should have pictures of what you want, not just written out. And again, I don't have time to do that training. But I saw it this week. I was just so proud. It's like, man, this is just awesome. This is what it's about, guys. Tonight I get to take the picture off my goal board. For seven years, I've looked at this picture almost every day, and today, for the first time, I have a new. I am a new Cadillac owner. See, when you teach people wisdom of the ages principles that are truth, you're going to touch their lives. You're going to change their life. You're going to help them develop habits and mindsets that they'll take with them for the rest of their life. And when it's all said and done, that's all that really matters anyway. Core number two, you have to give them a blueprint for launching their business. I call it start right. We are following a system. Now, start right, MLM. I, I've already produced the generic training. I've, I did that, you know, and this is this has been a great product for us. We have people that order, you know, multiples of these at a time because every new person that joins their team, they give them this training program. And I tell people, look, you don't have to do that. You can develop your own. Just use this as a, an outline. But it is the correct outline. And he said, "Well, Dale, how do I get them to fill out? How, how, how do I get them to fill out their 20 reasons sheet? And how do I get them to get plugged into the system? What do I do? It's real, real simple. Real simple. You say we are following a system of someone who's helped thousands of people around the world create full-time incomes. Do you want to plug in to the system, or do you want to do it all by yourself?" And if they say do it all by myself, say have enjoy. You sure that's what you want? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Then you don't need my cell phone. You don't need my phone number. 
Uh, hopefully, I'll see you at the company convention in four months. And I wouldn't spend one minute of my time with that person, not one second of my time. If they want to do it on themselves, go sickle. If you want my help, let's go. Let's roll. And the first thing I need you to do is figure out why until you know why the hell doesn't matter. Here's your 20 reason sheet. You can go online. You can print it. Give me a copy of it. Sit down with your spouse. Figure out why you guys are doing this business. That's step one. Always step one. Always will be step one. And then step two is how do we get them started? I believe that we should get people started. We should have a step-by-step process. We should give them exactly what to say, how to say it. I believe that if you were starting a business today, a restaurant in Georgetown, Kentucky, I would let everybody I know that I'm starting a restaurant, and I would probably send them a discount certificate on a specific day where they could come to my grand opening and get discount on my food. That's traditional business mentality. I would not call them and beg them to to come to my restaurant and beg them to try my hamburger and beg them to I, – I, I, no, I, but I would let them know that I'm in business. And that's kind of the mindset that we take and the approach we take. Uh, honestly, most of the people in most people's warm market, they don't want them anyway. They don't want them. They really don't want their warm market, but every – Every person in everybody's warm market knows somebody that's entrepreneurial, that's very entrepreneurial. I cannot tell you how many people have contacted me over the years and say, Dale, you don't know me, but we have a mutual friend and -and so-and-so, and I want to expand my business into Georgetown, Kentucky. And I'm looking for somebody with leadership and entrepreneurial background, leadership management experience, and he says, you're the guy I have to talk to. And it's like. Buddy, I wrote that script 30 years ago, but we can have coffee, but I'm not going to do anything. But I'd love to meet you. Just the fact that you're smart enough to approach your business this way. Step three, master word for word customer acquisition system with a referral program. I call it retail to recruit, retail to recruit. I've done enough information on YouTube about this for you guys to put a system together. Number four. I cover talk about this in the SAC, sponsor, activate, keep, help them master a word-for-word process, a two-step recruiting process. The number one mistake people made 50 years ago when the industry started was they talked too much. The number one mistake they make today, they talk too much. The number one mistake they'll make three years from now, five years from now, 50 years from now, they'll talk too much. You have to make sure you have to do everything in your power when somebody joins to tell them to please, please, please shut up. Don't say one thing to anybody until you've until we've talked about how to approach this. Don't even I tell people I don't I told them, look, I don't even want you to mention this to your mama till we talk about the best way to do this. Okay, because they go out and what they don't talk, they go out and they try to convince people to join. You know it. I know it. If you've been around this industry forever, anytime at all, you've seen it. They won't shut up about it. They're trying to convince them, and they never give them the opportunity to hear the whole story. They make the same mistake over and over, and we let them. We let them make the same mistake over and over and over and over. We know what they're going to do. And in 72 hours, most people emotionally quit the business emotionally they quit it they give up 
because they've talked to seven people and nobody's interested. Because we didn't teach them how to effectively go into the market, create curiosity, and get and help people get referrals, hear the whole story, everything that works. We don't teach. Because here's why we don't teach it. Because we had the skill sets, mindsets, credibility to go in the marketplace and attract people and convince people to join. So we think that's everybody can. And 97% of the people that enter the industry will never be able to do that. But the three percenters think everybody can. Golly Moses. It's real simple. Know why. Start them right. Master act customer acquisition and a follow-up system. Best referral, best best customer you can get is a referral. Master a two-step recruiting process. Step five is have definite closure when people quit throwing the ball to you. When keep when people quit, when when they're supposed to, to contact you on Tuesday to talk about XYZ and they don't contact you or you're supposed to schedule a three-way with somebody and they don't and they quit responding to you, have definite closure. Close the book with that person. Let them know. It appears at this time you're not willing to, to do what you said you wanted to do to accomplish the 20 reasons you said you were going to accomplish. This should be with a phone call. So for right now I'm moving on because I'm trying to get to uh, spaceship commander in our comp plan and I need three diamonds to get to spaceship commander and if you're not going to be one of my diamonds then I got to find other people to work with and make that very clear that way you can maintain the relationship and they're not avoiding you if you run into them at the airport or something have definite closure and move on and then you need a retention system because in the first 90 days, most people are going to take off. They're going to have a beginning spurt, and then most people are going to have a slump in their first 90 days. It's always been that way. It will always be that way. It's human nature. When they slump, what are you going to do to get them back on track? Because if you can help them during their first slump, they'll never slump as bad the rest of their career. And most people call and try to pump them up. And if you say it, they doubt it. If somebody else says it, they believe it. Write that down. If you say it, they doubt it. If somebody else says it, they believe it. But people that want they want to be Elvis, they want to be the one that motivates people and gets them back on track. And this is what I did for them. And they're neglecting the, the obvious numbers of the way it really is and human nature. So we have an audio called streak when you're slump, when streak, when you slump and when people fall, you can give that to them to get them back on track. Or you can do it yourself if you want to. It really doesn't matter to me as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. Uh, you know, honestly, as your team grows, you don't have time to track all these people. 
And, and again, you're only going to be working with about three to five people at a time, but you got them in the beginning when you have, you know, your organization is growing and new people aren't to a point of delegation yet. So you got to keep an eye on people three, four, five, ten levels under you if you're a leader. You can't delegate to somebody that's been in the program 90 days. Well, I'm not going to help them get any people because they won't work with them after they get them. That is about the most that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. You just hired them to come to work for you at McDonald's. You taught you're they're trying to learn how to get the grease right in the French fryer. And and they don't know how to run the drive through yet. They don't know how to make the sandwiches yet. They don't know how to do any of the other aspects of the business. And you're not going to support them because because they don't know how to run the whole McDonald's yet. You teach people concept by concept, idea by idea in about a year and a half, maybe 18 months. If you're lucky, you can get them to a point of delegation. If you try to delegate to people too soon, it's not going to work. I'm almost done. In July 2015, I reluctantly accepted the fact that I was given a gift that I have to teach. I promise you my wife and I are involved in other businesses. I love I love working with her. We work together every day. We have a lot of fun together. We're excited. We're both learners. We like to learn new concepts, ideas, new business models. Uh I can promise you that in June of 2015, the last thing that I really wanted to do was to uh, was to build a network marketing supporting network marketing consulting training and consulting company consulting seminar training company. It was the last thing I wanted to do. July. From June to July, everything changed for me. Not because I want to do it, because I'm supposed to do it. And I will explain that in detail some point in the future. I just want to publicly thank everyone who's contacted me over the over the years. I've tried to always, over the last 15 years, I've tried to respond to everyone. There's not a person that's seen me live in an event that would tell you that I didn't give it 100% when I was up on stage, they are, there's not a person that's been on one of my webinars in the last 15 years. I have taken this obligation very personally. I always have. I have the last 15 years, but trying to build a network marketing consulting and training company makes no business sense from a business standpoint, and I knew that. And so, I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, because I'm not going to get up there and blow smoke up people's dress. I refuse to tell people what they want to hear. I refuse to teach people stuff that I know doesn't work. I'm not going to just, you know, that's not me. Uh, You know, the big picture, you know, I'm not a very good ego stroker. I never have been, probably never will be. Uh, so I, I I never really wanted to do this. I know how to build teams. Period. I can do it. Done it. Got the T-shirt. 
taught other people to do it who are now doing it as well, who have taught other people that are doing it. So I, I get that. So it's not about networking and all that stuff. And again, it's total weakness, total uh, weakness of mine. It's a total uh, uh, fault of mine. But over the years, you know, there's not hardly a day or that goes by. Somebody's not sending me a message that I don't recall ever meeting. And I got this. When was this? I think it was like this week. Yeah, it was like this week. Uh, from James Williams, he said, and he just sent me a sample. What went out? It said top recruiter for Legal Shield for week of August twenty fourth through 29th, so that was just a couple of weeks ago, 2015. Uh, and he sent me this message. He said, James, he said that he sent me this message. He said, all's good. All the very good information I purchased from you appears to be working. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for your leadership. And at this point, I get this at a deeper level than I ever have. I always got it very deep when I was working and building my personal team. But from a generic standpoint, um, I never felt like I could develop the type of back and forth relationship with people that I needed to. But again, I can make excuses, but I'm not going to make excuses. But again, I just want to tell you guys that all the people are saying, Dale, you're, you know, I've never seen you like this. You're different. You know, what's going on with Dale? Okay. You're right. And you'll hear more. If you want to stay plugged in, MLM Success Podcast, it's brand new. Just started it. Uh, got some really good stories. I, I did an interview today with a young man. Uh, awesome, awesome, awesome interview. He was with the same company, imagine this, for 12 years. The same company for 12 years. How cool is that? How cool is that? Uh, it was a really good interview. That'll be listed uh, Tuesday morning, 7 o'clock, I think, is when we upload the new episodes. Periscope, I do a daily video at MLM Minute. If you're, you can follow me on Twitter and also Periscope at the MLM Minute. If you're not a member of the MLM Training Club, you should be. There's a double your money back guarantee if you don't feel like it's the best investment you've ever made in your network marketing career. It's a CD of a month with a website where we have really cool stuff and we're adding more all the time. You should be a member if you're not. And then our main blog is MLMHelp.com. We hope you enjoyed part two of the five core steps to building a duplicating network marketing team. And we hope to have you back next week for session 160. If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, 
and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.